can we sort of back into your MR that way? Would that be fair? You're doing about 240 buck grand a month right now? It's probably not totally fair. I actually don't really want to share revenue numbers at this point, but um, our revenue numbers are, are ticking up pretty decently, but uh, you know, we're, not, we're not quite at that, at that level. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my folks, my guest today is Derek Osgood. He's a former marketing exec turned founder building Ignition, the collaborative go-to-market platform helping product and marketing teams get new products to market faster and more effectively. Before this, he was an early hire at Rippling, where he stood up the product marketing function and helped scale the company to $20 million in ARR. As product marketing leader everywhere from startups to major brands like PlayStation, Derek has launched over 100 products and his products have generated over $1 billion revenue. Now he's building the platform he wished he had all along the way. Derek, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, yeah, let's do it, Nathan. Excited. Uh, awesome. First off, this is like one of those things, man. We are launching products like Crazy at Founder Path. This problem is like a mix of like Google Docs, Apple Notes. Someone is sold on like Jira, so we sprinkle in some Jira and click up, mixed with like handwritten sketches from the last team retreat. It's terrible. <laughs> like, why hasn't something like this existed before? I, dude, I have no idea. It's it's this cluster at every single company. I, I mean, I've been now I've seen this at dozens of companies that I've consulted for that I've been at in house. And it's always just this dumpster fire of tools hodgepodge together. And the real thing is none of the tools actually do any of the work involved. So they're all yeah. like systems that are just built for documenting and tracking the work in what is a really specified and like important process in any company. And so teams end up having to do all of the actual research and competitive intel in a completely separate place that ends up completely siloing the information away from the teams that need it in order to execute the process. So it's, um, I think that, you know, probably a big part of why it hasn't been built so far is just it kind of requires a product marketer to start it um, because of the fact that it is such a product marketing specific function. And there's not a lot of product marketers who start companies, honestly. And yeah. you know, I think like I haven't seen too many of them. So that sort of is my only hunch on why this hasn't existed. But uh, it's it's a messy problem, and you know, it's it's tough to solve, but um, important. So so before I dive deep into like the actual product, because I want to go deep here, um, what, how do you think about pricing on this thing? Right? What is your own go to market? What's the average customer pay per month to use this? Yeah, yeah. So we we charge on a per editor basis. So you know our whole structure is based around the people who are actually like leading the launch process. One of the big downsides to all of those other tools that you were talking about there is that they charge for every single user seat. So a lot of the teams that need the information involved in the launch process, like for example, sales and support, it doesn't make sense with their business model for you to actually have seats and for them to even be able to access the information that they need. Hence why you have a lot of like meetings and stuff. So, so yeah, we charge, um, you know, at our base tier, $29 per editor per month. And then, you know, at our kind of primary tier that most teams use, it's a $99 per editor per month. So, um, you know, small teams end up looking somewhere in the like three to 10 K range, um, you know, on an ACB basis. So, yep. Yep. Is that your sweet spot right now? Like before you really start to go up market or mid market? 
we have teams of all sizes. So we have, you know, big companies right now, like Square and SmartRent using us. Um, and then we also have, you know, a bunch of like small five to 10 person teams using us. We oh, even wow. have some solopreneurs using us as well for their own like personal launches. So, oh, wow. Um, well, okay. Yeah. So, so now I'm curious, don't mention the name of the customer, but what, 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 um, your largest company, how many editors do they have on one, like for one brand? Yeah, yeah. So the biggest editor account right now is actually it's only fifteen, but they plan okay. on expanding that pretty significantly. I think they're planning on like doubling or tripling over the next couple of months. They're they're still kind of getting out of the implementation phase. Okay, so fifteen editors at ninety nine a month. Your biggest customer is sort of like fifteen hundred a month today, something like that. Yeah, really interesting, man. So this is great. Okay, I want to come back to how you plan to expand. Like your net dollar retention, obviously, would be dependent on how many people you can classify as an editor, or like who's needed in the process. But let's yeah. go back to sort of like base case here for a second. These small editing teams, like you call them editors, but what are their job titles on LinkedIn today? Yeah. So typically, it's a product marketing manager or a product manager. Um, it, the the role of product marketing ends up being done by people with a couple of different titles. So sometimes it's like a just generic marketing manager. If you're talking about like CPG companies, it ends up being a brand manager. Um, so it's there's a variety of different like shapes and sizes of product marketing, but functionally it is the product marketing function. Um, and then you know sometimes the product manager ends up being the kind of primary collaborator collaborator with them. Um, they do have you know there's smattering of like other marketing folks across the editor spectrum as well. So marketing ops teams are often involved, and then oftentimes you have like a comms person. Um, sometimes some design teams are, are editor seats. So um, it, it does vary a bit company to company, but primarily we go after you know the product marketing team as kind of our, our main entry point. Interesting. And and how does this... So if I was looking at this and saying, how could I get this done without paying for Havignition, I would use something that my like development team uses, like Linear, right? A project management tool, because that's really what's going to drive if this thing gets released on time. And then I like sort of figure out a way to make the engineering Trello board or Kanban board work for all the yep. marketing activities. What are you building inside of your platform that we're not going to see inside of project management tools for developers already? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the big downsides of doing that is just you are intermixing two totally, totally different lines of work that have completely different needs in terms of communication. So it's not just about project management when you're talking, when you're talking about launching stuff. And a lot of people think about their launches as the checklist. And so we do all the project management stuff and, you know, you can kind of replace Linear or Jira or whatever you're using on the dev side um, with our product when you're talking about marketing. But there's a lot of strategic documentation involved as well. So you also need the ability to actually document this stuff in written format in a way that's not buried within tasks. So we're taking the kind of project management, we're marrying that to documentation. We're then marrying that to asset management. So you can actually store all of the marketing assets that are created in the launch process, manage approvals on those, and then push them into the tools that you need. But the real magic here is that we're actually taking all that stuff. And that's just the baseline, like how do you document and like plan the launch? And we're marrying that to tools that help with research upstream and then downstream communication of those plans. So mm -hmm. upstream, we have competitive intelligence tools and customer research tools where we'll help you collect customer feedback into your roadmap, identify survey monkey type form, or, video recordings. Exactly, exactly. And then we'll, we'll pipe that into the planning process itself. 
And then downstream, we help with communicating that stuff to all the teams internally that need it because those teams don't need one kind of master plan and they don't need to just see the, the list of tasks. What they need is spec specified bits and pieces of that planning information. So your sales team just needs to know what's the messaging? How are we talking about this? What assets are available to us? So you can push just that content to them through email or Slack. So they don't need to go like sift through a tool in order to find it. Um, and then on top of that, you know, we're also helping with some post-launch measurement and doing a couple other things um, that you know you just can't really get in a pure play project management tool. But mm -hmm. ultimately, what we what you're getting is full end-to-end -end management, all the way from customer research through to strategy, through to the post-launch communication and measurement. Got it. Okay. And put this, I guess, how many brands do you have using the platform today as customers? Yep. So we've got about 800 companies on the platform right now. Um, you know, again, ranging from small little companies to very large ones. And it's across a range of industries too. Some of them are SaaS companies, some of them are CPG product companies. Um, so all, all across the, across the map. And if you looked at, like, if you took the number of uh, brands you have on the platform and then divided into that, right, the number of total seat, number of editors in your case, what's the average team size, would you say? Yeah, so the average team size, like it's probably around three or four editors in a company. Um, but you know, our, that varies dramatically based on which segment you look at. So if you look at kind of our larger segments, it's closer to you know ten to eleven folks. And then if you look at you know the smaller groups, it's it's two or three. Yeah, yeah, okay. And put this on a timeline for us. When did you write the first line of code for Ignite? Yeah, so we we wrote the first line of code in March of 2021. So we we my co I met my co-founder in December of 2020. We kind of started thinking about it, kicking around, you know, the idea, doing some idea validation um, through January, and then we you know did some mockups, closed some customers, closed around funding in February, and then you know started building in uh, in March. We February then, of 2021. Yes, 2021. And what was the seed? How much was the seed round? Yes, yeah, so we raised a pre-seed that was about uh, 1.8 million, and then uh, we raised another round of funding in um, in December of last year. So total raised, we've we raised about five million, um, and basically that's when we launched our beta in January of, of this year. Got it. So you sort of closed like Jan first, basically another 3.1 million on top of the 1.8 you already raised. Yep. What makes this so expensive? I mean, you're giving obviously these are, I mean, most pre seed rounds you're selling 20% equity, seed rounds you're selling 15 to 20%. I assume you're probably right in the standard range, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's say you've been diluted on average 15% now twice. Like, why do you need this money to get going? Why couldn't you scrape by and bootstrap and keep 100%? Yeah. So we, we likely could have for a while. Um, I think, you know, part of it is, my co-founder like, you know, needed to take a salary. Um, also the other, other component here is we are building a pretty large surface area platform. So in order to solve this problem, you really have to solve all of the like 10,000 little paper cuts that are involved in it. And it's a pretty big bundled aggregate solution. It's very hard to build just like one individual part of this. Cause like, for example, if we built just the project management component of it, we would get sucked into building purely a project management tool for most of the life cycle of the company, because that's just where customer demand would end up pulling us. And we probably would have never had the time to devote to building some of the tools that help with automating a lot of the other like work involved in the process. So I think mostly it's the surface area of the product. Um, you know, we just had to build a lot of stuff. 
in order to have it be meaningfully differentiated from what you're already kind of hacking together in a documentation tool or a project management tool. That's fair. That's fair. What's how many folks are on the team today? And of the team size, how many are engineers? Yeah. So the team's about 21 people now. Um, fully distributed. So, you know, we're pretty capital efficient in in the team that we're building. Um, and almost all of them are engineers. So I'm the only, uh, actually, we just hired our first marketer. Um, so we now have two business people, um, myself and, and him, and then uh, our QA engineer and our designer, and then the rest are all engineers. So tell me about, you mentioned remote and capital efficiency. Have you found, is it the Eastern Bloc? Is it Argentina? Is it somewhere else? Where Where do you love your developers to come from? All of the above. So we have folks in India, we have folks in Eastern Bloc, we have folks in Argentina, our designers. Okay, that's rare. Most times people find one area, they build around that. You've diverse, you could just argue diversified, right? But do you have a point person in each of those? How'd you find the first person, like say in India, for example? Yes, we have a we have a point person in each. Um, so the first person in India, he came through AngelList, um, was just really he was actually our first, our first hire. Um, and so he came through AngelList. Uh, when we were originally, you know, forming the company and we just loved him and we lucked. What about Poland? So Poland was, I sifted through every single designer profile on Dribbble and I found, uh, I found one that I loved and pinged him directly. Um, Argentina, we ended up going through a recruiter. So we knew that we wanted to build a team in a U.S. overlapping time zone. So, you know, we wanted to build out a team there. So we, uh, found a recruiter there. Uh, again, lucked out with a great point person. He ended up bringing one of his friends um, on as a referral. And then, uh, you know, the Eastern Block was through uh, an agency that we originally hired when we first started building. Um, and we've just continued building out uh, over there. That's amazing. Can you share the original agency you worked with when you started? Uh, yeah, it's com- it's an agency called Evroni. Veroni? Evroni. Like, eat, like, should, like, if people listening right now, should they go Google them and use them too? Were they good? Yeah, they're great. We love them. Okay, E-E-V-R-O-N-I? Uh, R-O-N-E. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Very cool. I always love it. people, you know, they find these agencies talent all over the world. It's crazy. Like my, I don't know, you're probably not gonna be able to answer this, but if you can, it'd be very valuable. 21 on the team based in the US, building a great product. I look at the UI, it looks fantastic. What is your, with this distributed thing, and you talk about capital efficiency, what's your all, ignoring your salaries, like you and your founder, what's the all-in person fixed expense per month right now? So on a per person basis? No, don't um, tell me peep individual salaries. I mean, just total headcount expense monthly, excluding founder salaries. Oh, total headcount expenses is about 150K. Okay, interesting. So Okay, 150 times 12 divided by 20 people. Okay, that's an average. That's not okay. So not che- you're still that's 90,000 on average per person. So not these are not cheap salaries, but you're you're maybe getting better talent because you're looking around the whole world. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we did this, you know, in m- not necessarily just to save money, but more so because, you know, we, we think that there's talent all over the planet and, you know, it's, you are my co-founder. He used to work at Facebook and he consistently says, you know, our engineering team is as good or better than any of the engineering teams that I work with at Facebook. So, yeah. um, you know, I think we've gotten really lucky with some of our early hires and they've ended up, you know, continuing to flesh out a, a really nice um, quality team. Yep. All over the world. Did it ever frustrate you that when you tr- have you ever tried to motivate like someone out of Evroni with a little equity kicker, like to get more of their time, but they just don't understand it or they don't care about it? And you're like, oh, I can't use equity to motivate these folks. It's all cash. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I mean, like uh, a couple of our folks, they, they have started to like kind of see the the light on equity and, you know, they're, they're like now excited by it. Um, yeah. But I think it's, it's definitely like it's a totally different dynamic. You know, if you go hi- try and hire in Silicon Valley, everybody is demanding maximum equity and, you know, like everywhere else in the world, people, you can, I have to force it on people. I'm like, Hey, look, you have to take equity because I want you to have a slice of the pie here. And (laughs) they're like, "Ah, I don't care. I don't want it. Like it's all gravy. (laughs) Yep. 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 Now, if we, we got the starter story there, we understand you got MVP going, we know your team size say, if we take those 800 customers times an average of three editors a pop at 99 bucks a head, that's a ARPU per, uh, per brand of about 300 bucks a month. Uh, times 800. Can we sort of back into your MR that way? Would that be fair? You're doing about 240 buck grand a month right now? It's probably not totally fair. So a lot of okay. a big chunk of those 800 companies also came through uh, an AppSumo launch that we did. So, you know, the, that is lifetime deals and, you know, they're not recurring revenue. So, um, and I, I actually don't really want to share revenue numbers at this point, but um, our revenue numbers are, are, Ticking up pretty decently, but uh, you know we're not we're not quite at that at that level yet. Why, why does a guy like you that understands product and user feedback so much do a lifetime deal? You know those people they're not going to expand, they're not going to give it to a monthly, so it doesn't even help your cash flow. It doesn't help your valuation really, right? Because 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 yeah. the lifetime deal destroys all the unit economics with SaaS. Why waste your time with a lifetime deal? So I I actually think that it is one of the most valuable things that we've done in the lifetime of the company. Um, it was mostly for feedback, like basically you know we did our beta launch. The product was pretty broken when we did our beta launch and, you know, we purposefully shipped something that we knew we weren't going to be like super happy with. Um, And then we did a lot of work on it over the course of like Q1, Q2. And we decided, hey, we need to really stress test this before we go do, you know, any kind of like more concerted user acquisition and start scaling anything up. And so that was why we did the AppSumo deal and we got tons and tons of feedback and it was drastically more engaged feedback than I think we had been getting through the early part of the beta just because people had paid up front. And, you know, regardless of whether or not it was a lifetime deal or it was a recurring deal, we were getting much, much more valuable and like very tactical pressure testing of the product. So but if you then go build all the things they complain about, are they going to pay you a bunch more and move to a monthly plan? We don't care. I mean, like, honestly, if they, if they, yeah, end but Derek, up why? That's why I ask, right? You're getting feedback, but from the wrong people, in my opinion, if you go yeah. front to a JCPenney shopper who got the free jeans for five bucks, because they brought in a $10 discount, you don't want feedback on how to build world class jeans from that person. They're going to bitch and moan, take up customer support, and they're going to guide you the wrong direction. So, why do you care about that feedback, no matter how engaging it was? Yeah, because honestly, the pro- the problems that are that that user versus the problems that are a larger company user, they're almost identical when you're talking about launching products. Like I, I actually fundamentally disagree with the idea that they are the wrong user. They're just users that have a slightly smaller company that are that they're doing this in. But the problem, the th- the feedback that they give us, it's identical to the feedback that we get from our larger customers. 
customers. So it's mm -hmm. not like we're getting, you know, useless feedback here. Um, it's just coming from a different source. And definitely there's like support burden there, but I, I will never complain about having to, you know, spend a little bit more time on intercom um, because, you know, for me, like more customer interaction is better. And, you know, there's not so many of them that they're going to end up eating up all how, of how many? How many are there? How many came from AppSumo? Uh, a couple hundred. Okay, so so is it fair to say fifty percent of your total user base right now? When you said eight hundred customers, a couple hundred from AppSumo. Probably about that. Okay. Yeah. Have you come up with a good way to convert them to monthly recurring? Like you spend all the time getting their feedback, you build great tools from them. Is there a paywall? Like, have you have you done well there? Yeah, yeah. So so basically, like once they reach a certain user threshold, we you know require that they convert to a um, to a paid deal. On user as editors. Basis. Yeah, yeah. So once they've reached a certain threshold of editors. And then there's also like one tool in our product, which is basically our customer research tools, which is a paid add-on. And so, you know, a decent chunk of them have also converted to the paid add-on. Well, that's the smart. There's a lot of people that drop sumo deals. They give the whole thing away for free. There's no way to convert them. It's literally just like you just signed up for life because you sold a lifetime deal. So technically, if yep. you have to shut down in six months, well, no, you better refund everybody or six years even. It's, it's a lifetime deal. But you, yep. you've built a nice thing here. What is the editor limit? Is it two or three or four? What is it? So it, at the base tier, it's three. And then if they bought one of the higher tiers, like the maximum is 10. So once they, you know, there's a couple of agencies, for example, that they have, you know, 10 plus users that they're, that they're using right now that, you know, they're converting. Got it. Got it. So when I asked you about how many customers you had earlier, really, you've got 400 that are like true recurring customers that are non-AppSumo. Another 400 came from AppSumo, of which you've converted some portion of those into monthly recurring. Something along those lines. <laughs> okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, very cool. All right. Let's, um, let me see if there's anything else that I missed here. I guess talk to me real quick about, as we wrap up here about go-to-market. You've tied up and linked up very closely with a large community in the space. Walk me through how you did that. If there is a deal, is there an economic relationship there? Uh, so there's their investor. So they're CEOs and investor of ours. Um, so basically product marketing that counts as an economic relationship for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he was one of the first checks in actually, um, product marketing Alliance. They're one of the biggest communities of product marketers out there. Um, I've been pretty engaged in the community since before ever even thinking about starting ignition. Like I, I did some speaking for them, um, early on when they were first getting started and, um, I think, you know, generally we basically went to them first. They were one of the first people that we reached out to when we said, Hey, we're going to go raise some money. Um, because we believe very deeply in the benefit of community and, you know, whether that's your own community or leveraging somebody else's, um, you know, we wanted to be really tightly coupled with those guys, both for the imprimatur that their brand confers to us as experts in, in the space, but then also, for promotional opportunities and partnerships. Did they ask you to pay for that placement or did you get it for free since the, the founder invested? Uh, so we've gotten some placement for free. We've also, you know, done some like small paid sponsorships, but we've gotten you know, pretty good discounts on that stuff as well. What's small? Like I see sponsor, I, I, I put my email in to get the, the Dropbox doc send the state of go to market report 2022. I see it says sponsored by ignition. Are we talking like a 5k sponsor or like 50k sponsorship there? Typically they charge 50k. We didn't pay that. Like we paid a lot less than that. I see. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's a good relationship for you guys. Makes sense for let them in as a strategic investor. Um, anything else in terms of go to market that's worked really well for you? We're talking very meta here. Go to market platform for go to market thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've done a lot of cold outbound. So you know, we we have mostly been using cold outbound outreach as our primary like acquisition vehicle. Um, a lot of it, our acquisitions come through word of mouth and just being you know active. I, I call it like being a professional community member, just going and being active in product marketing alliance, responding to people's questions. 
uh, going being active in you know other other forums and whatnot where people are talking about go to market and like trying to get act insight into this stuff. Um, we've done a decent amount of podcasting as well. So, um, you know, we, we've since day one started to build out uh, a pretty robust like content program and podcasting program, both for SEO purposes and then also for a lot of like thought leadership around this space because it's an area where there's a lot of content, but not a, not a lot of it is very good content and very actionable. So, um, you know, we, we've done a decent amount of content as well, but we've been pretty light on, you know, our actual like marketing activity to date. We just kind of recently in the last month or two started kind of scaling up, um, you know, trying to aggressively acquire folks. I mean, do you think you can break a million dollar run rate by January or you guys are by December this year? That's the goal. I mean, I, yeah. I think, you know, we'll see if we end up getting there, but I think, uh, you know, the, the target is definitely to get to a million or so by, you know, end of the year. I see. Very cool. And obviously no revenue exactly one year ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had no revenue a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. When was first revenue? What month? Uh, first revenue was July. June, July. Okay. Got it. Okay. August, September. Yeah. So you're a little, well, I guess that's a little confusing, right? So if you have like hundreds of customers though, paying 99 bucks, I mean, are a bunch of those free users or something. Some of them are free. Yeah. I mean like, so okay. it, not all of them are paid yet. Um, but yeah, we, we didn't, we had a lot of them on the platform for free during the beta. We didn't start charging until actually July. And so that's when we started rolling people off of the free plan. We've been, you know, relatively like, light-handed in trying to convert the free users that were in our beta to paid users because yep. you want the product to be at a point where they're excited about paying it before we start really pressuring them to do that. So, um, yeah. All makes sense. Let's wrap up here, Derek, with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Uh, favorite book of all time is, uh, it's a fantasy book and it's called uh, The King, Kill uh, King Killer Chronicle, Name of the Wind. Um, but famous time. business book is, uh, is good to great. Number two, is there, a C, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I mean, still definitely following Parker at, uh, at Rippling. Uh, you know, I think um, I've always, have always admired him and uh, continue to do that. What's the last revenue number they put out publicly? Uh, I believe the last public revenue number that they put out was a while ago. And I think it was um, something like 20 to 50, 20 to 30 million. Um, but so you, was left then. you left right around there then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Number three, favorite online tool for building ignition. Uh, favorite online tool, linear. Honestly, I love yes. linear. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, four. <laughs> eh, that's not healthy. No, no. It's it, realistically, it's probably closer to six, but uh, you know, I think um, lately it's been four. <laughs> and when uh, situation, married, single, kids. Uh, single. Okay. No kids. No kids, single, uh, just moved to LA, you know, That's moved awesome. out of the day, so. And how, how old are you, Derek? Uh, I am 35. 35. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Uh, be more aggressive. Like go start, you know, when I was 20, I was working at PlayStation, which was fun, learned a lot, but you know, I think I, I wish that I'd started starting companies earlier. Guys, haveignition.com. They help your go-to-market teams plan go-to-market, launch new products, for example. Uh, they've got 500 to 800 folks sort of actively using the platform. They've converted some portion of those into paid users. They've got eyes on breaking a million-dollar run rate by the end of this year, maybe early January 2023. We'll see what happens. Uh, they've got 21 folks on their team right now spending all in headcount outside of founder salaries, about 150 grand uh, per month. So Healthy Burn, they've raised 3.1 seed and another 1.8 pre-seed. So plenty of cash to work with to drive that growth. Um, um, 17 of the 21 are engineers, so heavy engineering org. We'll see what happens next. Derek, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks a bunch.